Everybody, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. I'm Bruce, and as always, I'm joined by Nolan. Hello, Nolan. Hello, Bruce, and everyone listening, all what probably 100,000 of you strong <laughs> uh, on this Wednesday morning. We appreciate it. Uh, Bruce, DMB has arrived, they are upon us. They are. They are back yet again. We have a slew of shows, well, four, to, to uh, talk about here on episode 84 as the fall tour has begun. And they ran through just a few uh, cities here kind of in the south working their way back up north. You're hearing this on a Wednesday or later, um, so November 15th or later. Uh, but we recorded this uh, night one of Mohegan, so this is... Uh, Monday night, the 13th, so Mohegan night one's going on right now. Uh, we will render our thoughts and opinions on the Mohegan shows next week uh, when we also recap uh, Madison Square Garden times two as well um, and as we wrap up really the fall tour there as well. Um, but tonight, or this episode, we're going through the first four shows of the fall tour. Nolan, we're going to go through Savannah, Greenville, and then yes. the hometown shows, Charlottesville, Virginia, Night one and night two from there, um, and we're we're obviously excited to talk about them. So Nolan, let's start in Savannah, Georgia. Um, you know, down there where they talk about things and have molasses fall out of their mouth, as Andy Bernard would say. But um, <laughs> in good old Savannah, not too far up the road from me, but obviously too far for me to <laughs> make the trek to make it. Um, DMB kicks off their 2023 fall tour in style. Returning back to Savannah uh, for the first time in a long time. That was a good Nard Dog impression. I like that. I was hoping if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. So thanks. Uh, uh, I think I did it last time. So repeats, repeats okay. on this podcast. I'm sorry. Oh gosh, can't have repeats. Uh, first time back in the city since 1997, which was a Dave and Tim show. Ooh. So been a long time uh, since DMB was in Savannah, um, but they got things kicked off in a strong way. Bruce, the maker opener out of nowhere. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that Bruce has not opened a show since September 19th, 1992. So they are just throwing it way back with Savannah in the, at this show. Pretty wild. Um, and that show happened to be, I think, on the on the campus of Virginia Tech. Uh, boo, Hokies, no one cares. Uh, yeah, exactly. The maker opening that show, which, I mean, so random. I'm sure that there's got to be another show maybe back then where the maker may have also opened, but I don't know if it um you know because there's only two times that it's recorded as opening but i'm wondering if it did as well because that's pretty random um 
And you know, fun fact there that a tape of that show only surfaced in 2019 and the second set is not even known. So we don't even have the second set of that show, but we have this full set here and you're right, Nolan, uh, maker opener, pretty awesome. But why don't you run through, um, whole show here and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about, uh, about what they did and what we heard from this opening show in Savannah. All right, here we go. The Maker, Lying in the Hands of God and American Baby intro into Break Free. Mm, lots of segues there. Spaceman, Old Dirt Hill, Bring That Beat Back. Madman's Eyes, Dancing Nancy's in a Warehouse. Virginia in the Rain, Don't Drink the Water. Granny, Looking for a Vein, When the World Ends. Lover Lay Down, Can't Stop, Say Goodbye. Gray Street, that ends the main set. Encore, Funny How Time Slips Away, Dave Solo and then Pantala Rapunzel to end the night, Bruce. So we just talked about the maker. They follow up the maker with lying in the hands of God. Yeah. Um, and good opener. I kind of thought with the maker, you know, obviously we love rarities. We love mixing it up. So, you know, point number one from the corner of Gray Street podcast there. Uh, but point two, excellent version. Everyone sounded just pretty amazing. Um it's just a great song. But Hands of God, what do we typically do on this podcast with Lion in the Hands of God? No, do we roll our eyes or do we roll our eyes? Um, I've never it's just done that. Kind of, okay. Well, it's just one of those things that we do um, or I do <laughs> when I see that pop up. But, you know, I actually listened to this one and it was it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. And it kind of worked in that spot. Um, you know, if you're okay. going to get Hands of God... I'll take it early. I'd rather it not be kind of in the middle or the end of a set. Mm. Um, but, you know, the the band sounded really good. Buddy was great. Jeff was great. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those songs that sounds good with this iteration of the band if they're on. And so I liked it. Um, and it and it flows, obviously, directly into American Baby intro since they've been doing uh, that segue you know, for a while, just with the outro on Hands of God, they've now been doing it to the actual song of American Baby intro, Nolan. Um, and we've loved that that has come back and seemingly sticking around. Yes. One of the biggest surprises of the year for the band. Um, and Bruce, I think, uh, you know, I think it's cool. He's doing the segues um, or the band is doing the segues with it. Now he's got the, that baritone uh, guitar out, and he's like, you know, we'll just keep it out. Um, has he always played the Barry on American Baby intro? Do you know? No, no. He used to play it on the six, just standard yeah. six string. Um, and only, this is the first time that they did the the baritone guitar, which is very, very interesting. I kind of wonder right. what his what his thought process was there. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it has sounded great. It sounded you know very very full and and explosive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a good change there. Um, kind of nice to open that up and go ABI into break free, or if you listen to concerts on the corner, ABI into, I want you, she's so heavy into break free. <laughs> well, maybe try that Dave, but, uh, yeah, I think there this is go. a pretty, pretty solid, um, four song run to open the show. Uh, good versions. Um, then they go spaceman, uh, kind of, I feel like maybe there's been some weird dips and dives in these um, tours, Spaceman and Old Dirt Hill back to back here um, after a pretty strong start. Um, a little odd. I've always liked Spaceman, to be honest, though. Um, I think it's 
it's pretty good, but I would not have been expecting it right then and there. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those songs that always sucks the energy out of a room. Um, fair or not, it just does, you know, everyone mm-hmm. just, it's just flat. No one really get out, space man. Ah! Just doesn't yeah. really happen. Um, I agree with you. Cause I think there's a lot of good musical components to space man. And really, honestly, you know, if we're talking about these two songs in a row, I think both of them get a little bit of bad rap, Spaceman and Old Dirt Hill. Um, you know, they're not world beaters song-wise. Um, but Old Dirt Hill, you know, just has, you know, some good Jeff and stuff in it. But still, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not really something someone goes to a DMV for show for, to be honest, song-wise. Um, but mm-hmm. some, there's a lot of good music in Spaceman with Rashawn and um, Rashawn and Carter. Buddy sounds good on it. And then, of course, Jeff on Old Dirt Hill. So whatever. Um, and this, honestly, Nolan, is where a little bit of that, like, I felt like the opening of the show, which on paper to me, I was kind of like, ah, that's not really what I want opening. When I listened to the show, the opening, like, four songs or five songs, even with Spaceman, I was like, okay, like, this actually made sense musically. Yeah. But when you get into, you know, Spaceman, Old Dirt Hill, and then a very long intro of Madman's Eyes, um, and then Madman's Grape. Um, and then, you know, Nancy's into warehouse picks up the crowd, you know, kind of talk about how the flow just didn't really work. I think the rest of the way, um, but Nancy's in the warehouse obviously brought the crowd up really kind of for the, <laughs> for the first time of the show. Um, it may be the last time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's some, some energetic moments mixed in, but yeah, I think. Like Spaceman, Old Dirt Hill, then a long intro there for Mad Men's is a little, uh, a little bit of a lull. Nancy's Warehouse, nice, and then Virginia in the Rain, love it, but maybe uh, looking for a little more energy there. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, and then, but they get it in the in the next song, "Don't Drink the Water," long intro. Always brings it, Bruce. And then following it up with Granny, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we like. I like that run on paper, especially. It was mm-hmm. interesting, though, because um, I think I agree on the Virginia in the Rain. Like, just didn't seem like the right spot for it. So, yeah, maybe, like maybe another energetic song because people went nuts on Warehouse, right? So you've got oh, yeah. the crowd like in your hands. Um, and even though like we love Virginia in the rain, it doesn't really get that crowd going. Uh, but yeah, you know, understandable. Uh, don't drink the water and long intros. We love them. Right. And it's some sweet stuff, just craziness going on. But again, it doesn't really engage the crowd um, until the song mm-hmm. starts. And it was like four minutes. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, some of the, reviews that came out of the show were a little sleepy and i think just stuff like that sucks some dmb fans out of the venue a little bit but we like the intro so don't drink the water so don't take those away please dave granny great awesome looking for a vein i i can understand a little come down after don't drink and granny like you know crowds up and looking for a vein there um mm-hmm. world ends sure it's the really time for it in the show um you know i tend to think if you're gonna play that song which dave is hell-bent on playing it needs to be early um but 
you know, it's neither here nor there really, Nolan. And then another highlight from the night, musically at least, Lover Lay Down. Maybe not the biggest, you know, energy bringer by any means, uh, but, you know, this band really, really, really crushes it. And another beautiful version with Jeff. But again, may, I just I just don't know if I like the placement of it here. Don't love the placement. Love the song. A very underrated DMV song. Um so I dig it, but uh, you know, I think flow wise, this this show's kind of all over the place. Um, Love, Lover Lay Down followed up with Can't Stop. Uh, and then yeah. you get a run of Lover Lay Down, Can't Stop, Say Goodbye, and Gray Street. Uh, that's uh, odd. One Very of odd. those, one of those is not like the others. Um, <laughs> Love Say Goodbye, Gray Street to end the main set, though. That's cool. Yeah, definitely cool. I was a little disappointed listening to Say Goodbye, unfortunately. It just wasn't... I feel like it would be a negative, but it just... They just didn't hit it, and I was just... I was just sad. I was sad. Um, love seeing it, though. I hope they don't give up on it, and I hope you get it see, uh, MSG Night 2. And that... Um, did they play that last time you went to MSG? They did. Oh, man. That's kind of tough. I don't think you'll get it. I'm sorry, buddy. We got Pig... But- and say goodbye and i think best of what's around oh doggy and two step yeah, hold on hold on to yourself then um mm. but still but still good uh gray street you know bring in bring in the energies and then encore funny how time slips away uh pentala rapunzel they they switched out stay or leave in e1 dave came out and played willie nelson's song he said you know he's been doing some willie stuff as he had introduced um, Willie for the Hall of Fame, uh, not not more than I think a week prior. So uh, pretty awesome. You know, we always like hearing that song and and having uh having some Willie Nelson grace the stage of of Dave Matthews Band. So that was cool, Nolan. Um, yes. We had a friend in the building there for um, Greenville, so we're gonna get into that in just a second. But what do you think, Nolan? Um, okay, opening show, decent. Um, how did you feel about Savannah overall? It was what we thought it was. <laughs> that uh, we talked about, you were maybe trying to decide if you were wanted to go Savannah or not. We were like, there's no way they play an awesome show to open the tour. There's no way. <laughs> I did have that feeling. and Yeah, I, it was just, just think... a feeling. Nothing against the band. Just, just a feeling. Um, reminded me a bit of well the fall tour in general so far has reminded me a bit of last year's fall tour um better certainly better but uh yeah i don't you know i haven't been uh i don't think you should be upset that you miss this show bruce but um how do you feel about it yeah i think i agree um not not one that i was you know really hurt that I wasn't there for, but that's okay. Uh, you know, that, that happens. It, it still sounded, there was some stuff that still sounded good and the band needed to get their, maybe their legs under them a little bit. Um, for as they sure. headed kind of, you know, back across, uh, Georgia and up into South Carolina as they headed up to Greenville. Um, and you know, I mean, man, a couple of places that they had not been, um, well, as a band ever in Savannah and then Greenville since 2001. So, you know, a couple of cities that hadn't seen 
the band in a long time. I know that, you know, DMB fans, they travel. So most of the fans there probably had, but just, you know, the areas in general. So that matters. Um, and I tell you what, Nolan, um, you know, we're going to go through this set here real quick and everyone should notice something. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Spoon opener. No, hello. Uh, one sweet world <laughs> samurai cop. Oh, joy begin. Walk around the moon. So damn lucky. Grace is gone. Monsters. You never know. Rooftop. Jimmy thing into brick house. It could happen. She, the space between drunken soldier, shake me like a monkey. Ants marching. Encore of just breathe and two step. And Nolan, hmm. that is the first time the second stop of a tour has had no repeats from the first stop. And the first time the second show of a tour has had no repeats from the first show of a tour since 2011, and that was during the caravan year. So if it wasn't a two-night stand, it's the first time that second stop did not have a repeat from the first stop. Pretty damn cool, because uh, this rarely ever happens. And you could tell online people, you know, were they respecting repeats. They're like, oh, well, you'll get, you know, these four or five of the same songs if you're in Green Bowl, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Get a slap across the face. <laughs> they had zero repeats from... Savannah. Um, so if you didn't like Savannah show, maybe you liked the Greenville show. And if you didn't like the Greenville show, you better hit at least like the opener uh, because Spoon opened Nolan. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm glad to see they are doing that again. They did it a little bit there toward the uh, Spoon got a little little bit of play there toward the end of the summer tour. Uh, mm -hmm. If you listen on the tape shout out the tapers by the way this was zach simkin taped this show uh so we are always so appreciative of the tapers thank you for all that you do uh noticed on the on the tape i was kind of curious you know like okay greenville they haven't been there in forever uh you open with a song like spoon is it going to be crickets or people going to actually be like, understand the significance of it. They understood. Yeah. They understood the assignment. The crowd went bananas. Uh, they did. Nice crowd roar there to, to, to start. So that restored my faith a little bit in the, uh, in the DMB fan base. I, I was a little worried they weren't going to give that pop for Dave and then they might not do it again. So, <laughs> you know, thank you for that. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad our dear friend uh, Chip got a spoon opener. That's big time. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could be happy for him. I really don't care because I wasn't there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, definitely, Chip, that's awesome, dude. Um, we are um, obviously extremely jealous, but, you know, we can still be happy for you at the same time. Sure. Um, yeah, One Sweet World next, Samurai Cop. Walk Around the Moon so damn lucky bruce you know i know you love one sweet world and sam cop and you wish those had opened instead of spoon care to comment <laughs> explain yourself um i would not have liked for either of those to open over spoon um but we can talk about spoon for a second it was extremely good i liked it um it wasn't the best one of the year because the best one we put on concerts on the corner duh and mm. uh, but this one was really really good buddy 
needs a solo on Spoon. Okay, I'm putting the petition Ooh. out there. I need the piano solo on Spoon in the middle there. I think what we do is we take out the Tim solo in the middle and we let Buddy solo right there for right now. I mean, I just think it sounds good. And he was incredible. And it sounded great. <laughs> now, Nolan. Concur. <laughs> do you concur? Do you concur? I concur. Yes. Buddy sounded phenomenal on Spoon. I don't typically talk about One Sweet World. However, I wanted to point out the scat at the end. Um, had an awesome outro scat. I actually was like, oh, okay, Dave's got it. He felt it. Like, he actually uh, completely nailed the scat. And I wanted to point that out. Shout out to Dave for his awesome scat on One Sweet World here. Um, but, yeah, he no shout out for bringing out that massively loud, obnoxious guitar for Samurai Cop. No one's happy about that. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the crowd probably lost a couple of years of decent hearing because of that guitar, to be honest with you. Nolan, thoughts? Skipped it. Didn't listen. Uh, I cannot hear that guitar. <laughs> Can't hear that guitar. No. It's no, no, it's no, no. brutal. We've talked about it before. Um, Samurai Cop, we like the song okay, but man, I, that guitar he uses it's wild whatever they've got going on there not about so it. much better on acoustic i really yeah. wish they would do the acoustic on that uh but there's a lot of things we wish that aren't going to happen um and i don't know one thing that i do appreciate though is a shortened thank you jam during Ooh. so damn lucky Got to keep them short. Got to keep them short. That's the name of the game here. Uh, so you have time for other things. This so is you true. like you like Buddy on piano on this one as well. Um, I don't know if anyone else heard Buddy on it because of the thank you chance, but <laughs> exactly there. He's there. Yeah, if you were singing "Thank You" too loud and didn't get to hear Buddy's awesome solo at the end, just go back and revisit uh, revisit the tape here uh, because it is awesome. Um, and Nolan, we had it mixed up. Actually, we have to shout out Henry Hart for uh, Greenville and Simkin. Our guy Z uh, Zach did uh, did Savannah. So sorry, guys. Uh, oh, shout out my to bad. Henry. Got him mixed yeah, up. We did. Um, which which we which we tend to do. We are we are dumb, but. Buddy sounded fantastic on this So Damn Lucky Jam. It was so, so freaking good. And then he was so epic on Grace, as always. So, so far on the show, Buddy Strong, MVP uh, for me. And then Monsters comes Nolan, and you know what that means. Timmy Reynolds uh, steps to center stage and gives you an epic solo. Um, I mean, this is, I think, I don't know if what you think, but my opinion is Monsters, you know, I think it might be the best of the new songs, uh, you know, from Walk Around the Moon live. I think that might be my favorite live song. Mm. I think it's either Monsters or Madman's for me. Um, oh. But but they're both. Uh, well, what about Only yeah, Thing? Yeah, they're both. I know. That's why I was just, that's why I hesitated. Mm. Man, so many good songs. So many good live songs. It's really tough. Yeah. That's... Uh, it's a good problem to have um, that their their studio songs in 2023 are phenomenal live tracks as well. Um, Monsters being a great one. I love the middle of this show. I think it's is a 
like a, a really solid um, run here. After Monsters, you get You Never Know. Mm. Kind of thought You Never Know was going to be gone the rest of this year, but I think a fall tour fits You Never Know perfectly, and they need to play it at Madison Square Garden night two. Uh, yep. It's just, it's great. Jeff is great. Um, so a little dicey toward the end. And I always worry during, you never know, because I know, I know what it takes to play it on guitar and it's ridiculous. And I, I don't know how the band completes this song ever. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on, especially with Carter. Um, you know, there's a lot of time signature changes or just kind of a weird time signature. Um, tough stuff on guitar. Carter, it's it's wild, but it almost fell apart a little bit. Uh, luckily, it did not. But yeah, no, one of their best songs. I mean, come on, play it more. What are you guys doing? Uh, they're playing Rooftop is what they're doing next. Um, cool. I don't know. Not, you know, it just, it's been played a lot. Um I'm okay with it taking a little bit of time off, I guess. Same with Jimmy thing. Um, still being played a lot. It's, a, it's, you know, honestly one of their better live songs. Like a lot of cool stuff in there. Just, you know, we've heard a lot. Uh, mid-set, though. Mid-set's nice. Early and mid-set is nice. Um, yeah. I cannot believe they're not opening shows with Jimmy thing. Like, just fucking I do know. it, man. Just do it. And ants. I know. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes, actually. I, I have a bone to pick. And it's also going to also kind of contradict. So we'll we'll get to that in a moment. But cool, loved Jeff's stuff on Jimmy. He's using those effects um, again. Nolan and I have been talking about this. I mean, literally, we've been talking about this in real life since 2008 when he came when he you know joined the band and filled in for Roy and then truly joined the band. Mm-hmm. But he's brought those back a little bit more over the last year or two, um, or maybe even so since COVID. Um, you know, since mm-hmm. they came back and we really missed a lot of those Jeff effects, just adding his funk to it, adding his flair, uh, with pedals and effects and all of that stuff. And he does it here on this Jimmy and he's been doing it some and we love it and we need it more. Jeff, we love you do this. Just express yourself up there on stage because you're, you're kind of a God amongst mere mortals, to be honest with you. Be yourself, Jeff. Um, that's the name of the game. Okay. <laughs> just don't play that song. Please do not, for the love of God, please do not play that song. You can only play but a dick dating. Um yeah, yeah. Jimmy thing into brick house and then it could happen. Four minutes. Is it starting to creep up there and have a little bit of a longer uh oh. longer time span? We shall see. We shall see. It needs to. It, re- it really is trying. Um I don't know. Dave, Dave had a hard time coming up with an outro for it and just turned into a different song. So he never went back to complete the ending. Mm. Complete it. Um, then I think the end of the set is a little all over the place here, Bruce. She, uh, I kind of always forget about that song. Um, it, it always pops up late in the set. Never early in the set. Always late. So weird. Always. Um, good song, though. Space Between. Cool. Um, can we confirm, was this on the Barry? Yeah, it was. 
thank God, because that's the way it should be played if it's at a full band show. Um, yes. Can also, I think, potentially confirm that it could happen is about childbirth because Dave threw in some improv lyrics at the end being like, look at your little eyes, those great big eyes. I couldn't believe it. Look at those toes. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Um, and <laughs> it was in like the little soft outro part. And I was like, oh, it is. I knew it. Like other people knew it too, but childbirth, there you go. Um, but yeah, we do need a solo section and it could happen. And then a strong outro, Nolan space between on the berry. Yes. That's what we like, yes. right? You're, you're, yes. you're team Barry. Yes. Okay. I don't oh, know if yeah. we have any team raised B fans out there that are listening. Um, if so, I mean, you can let us know if you want, but um, yeah, we're not saying that you're wrong, but if it's Dave and Tim or just Dave solo, that's where the raised B is best in our opinion. Yeah. Yep. Agree with that. Barry space between just like on the album. Next up, Drunken Soldier, Shake Me Like a Monkey and Ants Marching. A weird, weird trio right there. Um, yes. I'll, I always dig Soldier. I've always liked it. Um, Eight-minute version here. And then, you know, Shake Me being three minutes is uh, the best part of it, I think. <laughs> um, but... No, uh, Drunken Soldier's sixth play of the year, which is more than it had been played in the year since 2015 combined. So it's the Dude, year of wild. Drunken Soldier. That is a wild stat, Bruce. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's approaching that just album mostly gets forgotten these days. Um, and that's a decent song. Like, yeah, man, we, we can just go off the rails here because i listened to away from the world the other day and i was just kind of like oh shit okay well there's some stuff on here like i mean it was the reason that i chose snow outside to come back um mm. for the for the fall tour because it is i'm telling you studio snow outside if if y'all have not listened to it in a while pause this podcast right now and go listen to it and then you know come back and revisit because yes. that is some stuff right there um yeah, Nolan, I mean, I don't know. Soldier, cool, fine. Shake me, no, no thank you. However, it was hilarious. Dave did those like primal screams and yells that's on the album leading out of Grux into Shake Me right before Shake Me starts here, and I've never heard him do that. So I don't know if you've ever noticed that on a live Shake Me, but he literally does it as Shake Me starts, and I had to laugh. That was funny. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever noticed that. I don't I don't know. That is awesome. <laughs> Speaking of good studio songs, Shake Me, amazing studio song. It is. They also they, um I think Almanac should should denote that. Dave Primal Yell before the I love Dave that. Grux tease. <laughs> I I'm with you. Let's uh, let's petition the almanac to, to start recognizing that. Um, I'm right now, I'm submitting Dave please. Primal Yell intro. Thank you. That's a that's big for the community. Um, they need it. I mean, truly, yeah. this is the hard hitting, riveting stuff that you can come to expect from from these two morons. Um, gotta have it. 
yeah gotta have it ants always cool just breathe two-step encore nolan we're good to see that um that's you know that's awesome encore status there obviously just breathe sticking around um you know pearl jam eddie better uh cover there and then two-step i mean yank could get too much better than two-step nolan and they have a new little jam um in the middle there with like a slower buddy jam out maybe some people will you know be kind of reminded of the butch solos um mm. they kind of build into the proper outro but yeah we're we have a little buddy slower softer building solo there uh that i liked i thought it was pretty cool so it's nice to see them you know kind of mixing some things up there um and even in a song is as, as tried and true as two-step that's a nice point bruce i like that uh buddy butch comparison right there that those were i think peak two steps um back in 2006 for me we talk about that often but yeah i think that's uh it's a nice little addition there to two step um bruce i think friend of the pod chip actually has something to say about all of this that went down at Bon Secours Arena. Ooh, this guy had something to say. What's up, everybody? This is Chip coming to you the day after Dave Matthews Band in Greenville, South Carolina. Stop two on the fall tour. This was my 34th show, my second time in the pit, and my first time on the rail. Uh, what a night in Greenville it was. I went with my buddy Webster, who it was his fourth show. Um, Webster had gotten us tickets from the warehouse, uh, got us pit, and decided to enter the lottery for the early entry process, and found out on our way to Greenville that we'd been selected. Uh, that was a great, great way to go about it. Uh, it. Put us in the venue about 15 minutes ahead of doors opening, and they walked us right down to the rail, which was awesome. Uh, we had a great crowd around us. Uh, in the pit that night, everyone was really respectful, really friendly, made sure everybody had enough room to get down, have a good time. Uh, nobody really bothered anybody, uh, which was awesome. We had no issues down there. Uh, the pit was not overcrowded. It was certainly full, uh, but never, never too crowded, which is really kind of a pleasant surprise. So as for the band, uh, one thing of note, Buddy came out in a boot in a walking boot and on a scooter. Uh, so it looks like he did something to his foot or ankle or lower leg. So get well soon, buddy. Uh, it certainly didn't hinder his ability on the night because he crushed it. Um, as for the music, I thought the band seemed really loose. Dave seemed like he was having a good time. And there was a couple times throughout the night where I thought he was really patient, kind of let the jams just evolve and let the guys, other guys take over. And, didn't step in and pull any rip cords or anything, which was which was awesome. Um, as for some of the highlights, uh, Spoon as an opener, absolutely one of the, the top moments of the night. Uh, everybody in the pit kind of had the same reaction where it took a few seconds and then it was like, oh, wow, they're actually doing this to, to open this show. Um, and then everybody got into it, which is an awesome way to open the show. And segueing into One Sweet World right after that, just an excellent way to, to get it going. Uh, like I said earlier, Buddy crushed it. Uh, he really stood out on the So Damn Lucky Jam and the Grace's Grand Jam, just in different ways, a little more high energy during some of the So Damn Lucky Jam and a little more low-key uh, during Grace. But 
excellent in both fronts. Uh, you Never Know was another highlight. I thought Jeff really killed it. And that was one of those times that Dave kind of stepped back and just let Jeff take it for a ride. Um, and I thought that was that was certainly one of the other highlights of the night. Um, Jimmy was pretty cool. Uh, Tim and Buddy got a little interplay going on there. Um, in the middle of that, that was really cool. Um, and they looked like they were having an awesome time together doing that. And Brickhouse, the crowd loves it. Obviously played a lot over the summer at the end of Jimmy, but certainly fun when everybody can get down and get into that. Uh, Drunken Soldier, I was kind of surprised to see this pop up when it did. Um, I'm personally a fan of it. I know that not everybody agrees with that. Um, and they kind of fumbled the uh, little segment right after the uh, first chorus, which I think that part really makes the song for me. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but still cool to see it. Um, hadn't seen that one in about 10 years, um, which which was, it was cool. It was fun. Um, and then closing out the night, seeing ants and two-step in those power slots to close out the night. Never anything to complain about when two-step's the last song you see uh, before hitting the doors. So uh, we got back late last night. Uh, we did, We forgot to record right after the show, uh, but Webster wanted to add his thoughts. It was his fourth show. He's still kind of new to the scene. Um, hasn't dug quite as deep in the catalog as some of the rest of us, but he thought it was really good to hear some of the, you know, more popular songs, more radio popular songs combined with some of the, you know, not so well, well-known songs. And, and he really thought You Never Know stood out as well. So great night, awesome experience being that close to the band. Um, and going to head to bed tonight, head up to Charlottesville tomorrow morning, catch both nights there. It's going to be an awesome time. See y'all later. Thank you, Chip. You had so much to say there. Um, we really appreciate that. Um, and you know, we always appreciate our fans that, that, uh, send in any sort of reviews, audio, um, textual, whatever that they may be. Um, but good friendship there. He obviously had a good time in Greenville, and I believe he was about to head up to Charlottesville, which is where we're about to head up to now as well, uh, because Chip was able to go to those two nights. Uh, we had several friends in town um, over that weekend, and you know we may or may not have been jealous about a lot of those things, but no one were we jealous of the shows. Well, time will tell. We won't reveal our answers just yet. No one, but why don't you walk us through night one, JPJ, Charlottesville, Virginia, DNB returning back to Seville for the first time since we were there last 2018, five years ago on that fall tour. I can't believe that was five years ago. That is wild. I, those were, uh, say, night two, one of the better Seville shows uh, that the band has put on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the band uh, comes out, and you know what? There's a new banner hanging in JPJ now. Dave Matthews Band set the JPJ record for most performances, 13 performances, and a uh, nice little blue and orange fire dancer up in the rafters there. <laughs> now they got to update it. <laughs> I know, right? I think that's so cool. I love when uh, places do that. Um, yeah, I bet you can't I wait to see the fish one up in MSG. I've seen it. It's fine. Um, yeah, congratulations on your baker's dozen. 
That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, DMB with the baker's dozen in uh, in Seville, yeah. according to the banner. Um, and they Not got anymore, things. Though. Yeah, they got things started off right with busted stuff. Funny the way it is. Where are you going? Fool in the rain. All you wanted was tomorrow. Stay or leave. You might die trying. Typical situation. Madman's eyes. Proudest monkey in the satellite. The only thing crushed. Louisiana Bayou. Virginia in the rain. Lie on our grave. So much to say. Anyone seen the bridge too much? Encore of Just Breathe in Gray Street. Going back to the beginning now. Busted stuff. First time ever opening a show. That. <laughs> Awesome. is one of the coolest things they've ever done in Charlottesville. I agree. And what a cool so far trend of the fall tour with the maker spoon and then busted stuff opening the first three shows here. I mean, I don't think anyone would have guessed those for any of those three shows. And that's pretty awesome. Opening the weekend there uh, with the first time ever as an opener, which is also wild. Um, I don't know if I peg busted stuff. It's like an opener. I would even choose even on like kind of a random thing, but maybe, I mean, it, it did work. Like, I think it's pretty cool. Um, and you know, one of, one of our favorite bust outs that they've had in a, in a long time. No, would, would, would you have ever, if you were writing, you know, just random sets, would you have ever like put busted stuff as like an opener? Even if you were writing down 20 different set lists. Yeah. You would? Yeah, I did the setless game and I picked it right um, oh, for okay. this. Well, we're going to so, move on. Um, no, I would not choose buses stuff because I, no, that would never, never happen. Because um, if I, if I thought it, they would know. And he'd be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I also want to shout out, um, I don't remember his name, but we used to do a, a fantasy, um, DMB fantasy uh, kind of league for set lists and I chose busted stuff one time um, because there was a rumor it was going to get played and got ridiculed for choosing Did you choose it. choose it as an opener? No. Oh, no, just that it would be played. Just on the set? <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, you do understand these are supposed to be realistic, right? Do you understand the game? Do you understand the rules of the game? I was like, <laughs> yeah, thanks. I got it. Well, you know what, dude? Two years, years later, later, got it. So <laughs> screw you, buddy. Um, you know who you are. Oh my god! Funny the way it is in the in the two slot. Mm. Get that mm. one out of here, over with. Um, that has been played in Charlottesville six times. Yeah. Six um, out of those thirteen, you know, fourteen shows or whatever, and mm -hmm. that's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, I think, and I think that well, would be every start? time that they've been there since it was written, right? I think so. I think that yeah, twenty twelve, twenty eighteen. I mean, two thousand nine for sure. Two thousand ten. See nine ten. 12, 18, uh, 16, 16, mm -hmm. 23. Yeah. Yep. There's six. 
<laughs> but like you said, get it out of the way early. Uh, second slot is really probably the best spot because I don't open with it, please. And um, and then you know don't play it later in the show. So two, I guess, is fine. Um, not the best slot though is where are you going in the three spot, which is just so. I don't know. Maybe it's an okay spot for it, but it's it's very. I don't know. It's odd. It's, it seems odd to me. Just doesn't. Me too. I don't know. I think it's odd, especially after "Funny the Way It Is," and then mm-hmm. I think the fourth song here is also odd. "Fool in the Rain." Uh, mm. I'm sure the crowd loved it, but just a really, really strange start to the show, Bruce. It is. It it is kind of bizarre. It is like you put you know. We'll talk about this again with night two. It's like you put the iPod on shuffle, right? Um, Fool in the rain. All you wanted was tomorrow. <sighs> you know, I, I don't know. Great song. I, I love that song, but weird, weird placement. So, sure. I'm, I, I kind of, this was like a longer version too. So I was kind of into it. Um, I, I do still like the guitar part. I like just Dave's voice on the on the um, on the studio version a lot. I think that's where my love for the song is, and that mm. kind of like the outro. Okay, outro is good. Yeah, stay or leave brings thing you know brings things back to reality. Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, but then you get you might die trying, which is gets the crowd going back up a little bit. It always looks a little bit worse on paper than the song actually is like it's just it's just a good song like it's fun and it is just i mean it is it is awesome live like there's just no doubt about it yeah speaking of awesome live, oh and it's another song that always gets played at charlottesville always yes yeah um fifth time in charlottesville as well uh then first time at jpj typical um which is wild the fact First that typical time. situation had never been played at JPJ. I mean, busted stuff hadn't either, but typical just blows my mind that it had never been because it's not a super rarity like busted stuff is. Um, yeah, venue debut for typical situation. Good for you, typical. Welcome Yay. back to Charlottesville. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Uh, nice run though here. Stair leave, die trying, typical madman's eyes. Proudest monkey with good friend John Dirth. Yes. Hey, love when Dirth guests. And, uh, you know, these next two songs also get played a lot in Charlottesville. Proudest monkey in the satellite. And, uh, you know, Dirth, it's just in his wheelhouse. Proudest is perfect. Um, mm. A perfect guest song for Dirth. He sounds great on it. And then Bruce on Satellite. You think, oh, what's he going to add to Satellite? <laughs> think again. Yeah, it, which, which is interesting. When I saw that he was coming out for Outus, you know, you're kind of like, well, then maybe they'll segue into something not uh, Satellite, mm. you know, like Warehouse, you know, just something different that, that he'll guest on and be awesome on. But no, they let him play on Satellite and they let him solo on it, which is great. We've been asking to keep around that Satellite solo that we've had before um not very often but that pop up every now and then um maybe the dearth solo spot will give the next satellite uh, a solo i i kind of doubt it but you never know 
And um, and yeah, John Durth was fantastic here on both of these. It was awesome. Love when they give him a nod there in Charlottesville. And he deserved it. And it, it was fantastic. You get the only thing coming up next. Um, always, always fun. And then Crush. Always fun, obviously. And Nolan, this one is even more so. Uh, because middle of the song, Dave stealing our idea from Concerts on the Corner and having a guest come out in the middle of the song. Um, and bringing out someone special to the band right in the middle of Crush. He said it was getting a little bit funky. And so they needed to bring their friend Trombone Shorty up there. Which, Nolan, out of a complete left field that Trombone Shorty uh, was in Charlottesville to my, you know, it was at least to my surprise. Um, but, you know, coming back, he had not guested, oh man, since 2010 full band, I believe. Um, and yeah, he had not guested since those Seville shows that we saw there in 2010. So he shows back up 13 years later, also in Charlottesville. How about them apples? What is that about? What is the connection to Charlottesville? Well, he opened, he was opening, you know, that tour some, and, um, you know, he was opening for them at Seville. So him, him in the band. Yeah. So, yeah. but this year, I'm not really sure. Um, I need to go back and see if, if potentially maybe they played some shows up there, but I, I don't have that in front of me at the moment. But yeah, I don't know. But he was there and he came out and he rocked the house on this crush. It was absolutely, you know, phenomenal on tape. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine mm -hmm. the energy that he brought in the room, actually. Oh, yeah, he's he's incredible. Uh, so random. I would have been like, what is going on? Who is coming on stage right now? But he crushed. Um, can you? Get it? He crushed on crush. Uh, keep up, Bruce. Can you guess <laughs> what song he guessed it on Seville Night 2 2010? Uh, night 2 2010? Can't stop. Sorry, that is incorrect. Was it Jimmy? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> Let's see. Seville Night 2. Man. I truly don't remember. Corn bread. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Corn bread with the trombone. Interesting. And the night before was, in fact, Jimmy Thing. Okay. So you're close. You're Good close. Enough. Yeah. Good enough. Good try. Yeah, dude. He what? He they didn't have a show um, in Charlottesville or anything, so I don't know. Um, they were Grammy nominated right before. Um, one of his brass bands, New Breed Brass Band, was um, Grammy nominated like right around that same time that he came up there. But other than that, I've got Sick. nothing Seville related. Hmm. All right, he's just, just a friend of the band. Um, who knows? So he's just awesome. Yeah. So he's on Crush, sticks around, plays on Bayou, brought the energy, not quite Robert Randolph level of <laughs> kicking your chair over, tripping over your chair. Right, right. Um, Bayou jam, but great stuff nonetheless. And then kind of figured this one was going to get played in Charlottesville, Virginia in the rain. Bruce, mm -hmm. what, what an ode to the hometown. Yeah, absolutely. So perfect, you know, perfect timing for that, perfect place for that. 
Graves coming up next, which is always a treat. Um, Dave, you know, shouting out the full band right before the reprise, which was kind of cool. I like that. And then Nolan, uh, kind of the return of the triplets. You don't see those pop up all the time these days. You just never know if there's going to be a too much fake or them just kind of, you know, out there, not not associated with each other, played by themselves. But uh, nice little into the show there. I think you know when you get Trombone Shorty out there, Virginia in the Rain, Graves, um, Triplets there to close out the main set. I mean, really, you know, I think this is you know pretty solid show. It might be might be the best show of the fall so far, uh, top to bottom. And then when you've got the guests uh, in there, but um, you know, really solid main set there, Nolan. Yeah, I think we can lock that in as uh, the show of the this mini fall tour so far. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's strong. And then close it out with a Just Breathe Gray Street Encore. Uh, repeat? Just Breathe? What? Is that a repeat uh, from the night before? Yeah, it was. Oh, well. Idiots. That's a good one. That's a good one to get. Um, <laughs> yes. Just Breathe and Gray Street. Solid. Yeah, Solid quick ending. encore. Yeah, pretty short. Um, that was, uh, I think, you know, pretty solid. Everything about that show, solid, 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 solid. Uh, leaves a lot on the table for night two, Bruce. Yeah. I think there are a few treats sprinkled in here in night two, but uh, overall, I think night one is going to get the going to get the bump. Yeah, I don't even think we need to like say like spoiler alert. Night one's better. Um, I think that it's everyone already knows. But regardless, we'll still we'll still go through it. There's some good stuff in here. You've got Old Dirt Hill opening the show. Um, what? And then what? the best of what's around number twenty seven. Walk around the moon. Hunger for the great light. That's right. Uh, Pantala, mm. Nagapampa, Rapunzel, Ocean and the Butterfly, Rooftop, Minarets, Cry Freedom, So Damn Lucky, Monsters, The Maker, Into Warehouse, mm. Looking for a Vein, Spaceman, Jimmy Thing, Brickhouse, Ants Marching to Close Out the Main Set, and then an encore of Sister, Two Step. Mm. Mm. Nolan, that is mm. your Charlottesville Night Two set. Again, opening with Old Dirty Hill. How about that? Um, first time since 2015, but really it's the first time since 05. Um, or no, I'm sorry, <laughs> 2008. And that was the only other time that it opened. A full band show electrically. 2015, it opened an acoustic set. Mm, that doesn't truly count. Um, and the only other time it opened full band was uh, 2008 in, at Hershey. Um, and this is, honestly, that was one of Leroy's final shows so that's strange dude just we talked earlier about the crowd pop for spoon (laughs) Uh, this is the opposite complete opposite just dead the whole arena is just dead inside when this this song starts it's amazing honestly go listen to the tapes it's uh yeah or watch a video like yeah well yeah i guess the tapes aren't out yet yeah we watched a youtube video i was like oh yeah that's right we meant oh to say gosh. we have not been able to listen to um night two yet because um 
well, because it's kind of a quick turnaround, really, for for Taper with this being Monday night. Um, but yeah, they're not out yet. Um, and depending on who taped these shows, not really sure. They may also be up at Mohegan taping those. Um, so we'll give, obviously, them a lot of grace period here. But we haven't heard night two, so we can't really render too many musical opinions. So we're really just going based off of set list and word of mouth from friends that were at the shows. And a few YouTube videos. There are a few videos floating around. Um, but yeah, wild opener. That's <laughs> buses stuff in Old Dirt Hill openers in Charlottesville. Two opposite ends of the spectrum there. Um <laughs> Why didn't, I don't know why, why, why wouldn't you swap that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you open with Best of What's Around, which was the second song tonight? Um, who knows? Who knows? I think, what was the, was it 2012 JPJ? Um, we got teased a little bit with Boa as well, I think. Uh, I think Proudest opened the show that you're talking about. Is that right? Okay, proudest in the satellite, Boa in the three slot. Mm -hmm. So, but close enough. I mean, proudest satellite feels kind of like one song in that case, right? So, yeah, that was the uh, the second Boa played in in Charlottesville um, or in JPJ. Excuse me, uh, in the first Old Dirt Hill. So maybe that's why it opened. Oh, wow! So, just so strange. But you know, you're talking about you know, the opening slot here of. of of these shows and the first three were like oh wow that's wow they did that and pretty awesome and then it's wow they did that kind of the exact opposite way which is very strange and was leading to what i wanted to ask you about so we talk mm. about variety a lot you know that's what we want i mean we're we're nerds we kind of you know eat and drink this stuff live and breathe this stuff for a very long time and we've gone over set lists and set lists and you know that's probably to our own detriment but it's what we do and so when we're looking for variety you say well old dirt hill that's only opened one other full band show um in an electric spot in 2008 so 15 years ago so why aren't you like excited and it's kind of exciting however it's also that's not an opener and so what if you <laughs> Open the show. It is though. It is because it did it now. It did. Now it's going to open other shows. Um, How dare you? <laughs> but what I was going to say don't is. Don't put that on anybody else. There have been a lot of um, unique openers lately, which has been awesome. But the, the power slot of like closers and stuff have really become pretty much the same. Um, mm -hmm. ants two step and you'll get watchtower you'll get you know something else uh, every street. now and then is gray street a lot as well but what if random freaking songs like old dirt hill started closing and you ha if you had to shuffle a two step or an ants into the opener spot would you take a very random the maker closer or old dirt hill closer how do you feel about those swaps I would not want an old Dirt Hill closer. I would much rather have an old Dirt Hill opener than an old okay. Dirt Hill closer. I, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. But would you take the randomness of openers with the randomness of closers with the 
potential for something like Old Dirt Hill to close. And maybe not that song, but, you know, like something along those lines. Um, I mean, even a hunger that we'll talk about in a minute or I can't stop to actually close a set or something that you may not really like, but that it's like random. And then you'll get like other cool, unique closers like we get sometimes with like Warehouse or you might get Minarets might close or um, no. no, he's saying no. <laughs> no, it's like I'm not into it. No, I would just I'd rather have the staples ending the shows. So I'm I'm leaving happy. If okay. they're ending a show with Can't Stop, I'm not leaving happy. I agree. And just making sure, and I totally agree, I think that um, I'm into, the only thing that I'm into is some of these closers becoming openers again. Um, you oh, know, for sure. Make closers openers again is what we're our slogan is around here. Bring the ants, bring the two steps into the opening slot. Billy's, hello. Jimmy. Jimmy, bring Pantala, Rapunzel into the opening slot as well. Um, and you know what? You could you could close with best of what's around if you wanted to, but open with it as well. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, okay. I think we're going off Where the rails, but I, but I think it's actually good conversation here. Best of what's around in the two slot, obviously always great. It says it has an extended outro on on Almanac, so we'll believe that the um, that the awesome outro is still there. 27 there, Nolan. I think we mm. enjoy that song. Walk Around the Moon mm. um, is solid. And then another just out of nowhere tour debut sort of just random. What are you doing? Um, Hunger for the Great Light. I mean, Nolan, why? They just remembered how awesome it was playing it both nights in 2006. Why and there Dave was like, oh, yeah. Remember, it's been too long since we repeated that song. Um, Seville missed Hunger for the Great Light, so they got it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hadn't been played since mm -hmm. 2018, and they just randomly played it twice this year. You know what? It's short, and it packs a punch, and... That's absurd. What are they thinking? I, this is just where I would we could get Dave on the pod. And be like, why do you want to play Hunger? Like, how did you <laughs> think about that song? I would have never thought about that. I mean, like, it I just was played. I'm not even mad. I just want to know. It was played like a hundred and thirty times from '05 to '07, and then it's been yeah. played sixteen times since. It's so weird. It is. It is maybe extremely he, weird. Maybe Dave feels like a dirty old man singing it, so he only does it every once in a while. Maybe. What he but, said about Crash, I don't know. Uh, but that's yeah. what played. So, I don't know. Hunger, early Pantala Rapunzel, that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, um, another song gets a lot of run in Seaville five times. Ocean and the Butterfly, Rooftop, man. He loves, they love playing Rooftop. That's like their favorite song from Away From The World. It's wild. Um, it, it's it's like the only one that they play, except for when they started playing Soldier this year. Just, mm -hmm. I, I'd love to understand that one. I'd love to understand where Away From The World songs have gone um, and why they haven't. They've gone really away from been, the world. They have. And, and, you know, 
I guess maybe they're taking a walk around the moon and then they'll come back. Um, and they've gone the way maybe of tomorrow. The they'll come tomorrow. Um, if you want to really get that, get that deep into it, but they're I, probably stored somewhere in a warehouse. There you go. This is, I mean, dad jokes galore. We are nailing it right now. We're Just puns, it, dad jokes, and it's late. But Nolan, where's broken things? Where's belly belly? Nice. Sometimes, um, even mercy. Sometimes, gaucho throw that one in there every now and then. They do throw the riff in sometimes, um, and they do sometimes throw if only. But where the f- is snow outside? I'm so upset after hearing that one again the other day. I'm so upset. And man, they should have played it in Charlottesville. It's a perfect fall tour song indoors. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just love it. It is perfect. It is perfect. And so is, are these next two songs, Minarets and Cry Freedom. Um, oh. Epic, you know, shout back to, you know, the early days of DMB and Nolan. Funny enough, Minarets, that's only the second time it's been played at JPJ. And Cry yes. Freedom was the first time it had been played yes. at JPJ. And I'd like to cry foul on that. That's ridiculous. There's no reason for that to have been only played one time so far at John Paul Jones Arena out of all of those however many banner-worthy uh, shows and you don't get Cry Freedom. What are you doing? Um, I saw a stat, though, and it was... I can't remember where I saw it. It was probably pulled from Almanac, but it was that Minarets and Cry Freedom had not been played back-to-back since, like, 94 or something weird a long, long time ago. Um, so I'm going to go and look that up again because... You know, that's what we do here on the pod. But Nolan, talk about how awesome Minarets and Cry Freedom are just in general. Yeah, that is some old school stuff right there. Playing those together in the same show. I love it. Um, I was at the other Minarets that was played in JPJ. That oh, was yeah? night one, 2018. Okay. On Sirius XM. And that was a sweet emotion segue into minarets oh Um, i remember when they did that that's awesome yeah it was it was pretty cool i feel like uh you know i've always liked sweet emotion going back to seeing dazed and confused in that amazing opening scene but uh yeah that was good sweet how about this ron what is this this is wild Again and again, every day, sweet emotion in the minarets. That girl is you. <laughs> <laughs> what a run. That is so weird. That is an awesome version of That Girl Is You, though, because Prez Hall Jazz Band is on it, and they they are great. Um, that's, that's probably the best version of That Girl Is You. That's fair enough. That's a good um, point. Um, I'll give you that. Thanks. Now, Nolan, the last time that Cry Freedom... Um, had been played following Minarets um, was actually Dave and Tim Luther College. Uh, no way. So that was, a, that was the last time. But full band was 94 um, with only 600-something people in attendance at the Fox Theater in Boulder. Nice to be back at the Fox. So, oh, wow. Yep, that was also November, but that was back in 1994. Pretty cool. Wow. So seeing Minarets and Cry Freedom, uh, or at least cry freedom follow minarets in that exact order uh that's that's pretty damn awesome that is really cool uh man i'm so i'm so jealous of cry freedom very jealous of the uh people that got to see cry freedom and busted stuff i know uh, 
got to check those off the list. Making a list, checking it twice, Bruce. Um, they follow up Cry Freedom with So Damn Lucky. Third play in JPJ, Monsters. And then how about this segue? The Maker into Warehouse. Oh, yes. And those feature John Dearth. Maker into Warehouse, that's GOAT. I'm really looking forward to hearing that, so I can't wait to be able to feast my ears upon that portion. Monsters as well. I just We talked about loving Monsters. Nolan, I actually would have loved to see Dearth stay out for four songs here. I wish he would have stayed mm-hmm. um, Maker in Warehouse, Vane. I would love to have mm-hmm. heard him a little bit on Looking for a Vane, and then on Spaceman as well. I think that that was... I thought that I think that that would have been really really cool. They didn't do that, but would have been awesome. Uh, but but you know, alas, they brought out another guest here later on in the set as as Jimmy Thing and the Brickhouse and Ants Barching close out the show. So does Trombone Shorty. He comes back on and graces uh, graces the stage and just tears it up. I'm sure um, it you know from everyone that was there said that he kind of brought the house down both nights and he may have been the highlight of each night of the weekend. So good for you. Good on trombone shorty. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, we're also looking forward to hearing the the end of this set here. Yeah. And all the, I mean, all the clips, it just looks like he is absolutely destroying, uh, in Jimmy yeah. thing. I saw where they have their, uh, the horn section trade solos. Um, so him included Jeff trombone shorty and Rashawn and, uh, yeah, I mean, he just he gets after it. Not much else to, to say about that. Um, yeah, added added the same kind of flair to, to Ants. And Bruce, they wrap things up with a nice sister tour debut. Man, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I figured that might, that seems to be a Seville thing as well. Four times that's happened. Uh, seven I... times for Jimmy and six for Warehouse keeping score and seven for ants um so some of those make sense but uh and six for two-step but they've had a lot of epic two-steps at uh at charlottesville they've had yes they have really good ones nolan um i think it was this show that dave started the and hate doing this because you know we're kind of like yeah on sister every you know which whatever um dave told the story that one time he played this in the car and his two little girls who were children at the time uh, started holding hands in the back seat and he saw them in the rear view mirror. And I was just like, God, Dave, oh, like you do that. You, you just love pulling at the heartstrings sometimes. And you love just like bring me in to be like, oh, okay, well that was beautiful in a great moment. So now I'm going to love sister now because of that. And then he played it. Um, and he said, now they're all grown up. And I was like, Oh dude, like, when you hit into the child feels those those pull those heartstrings about you know kids and stuff it's just like man yeah feel that um so yeah you need to play that for for your son and daughter and make sure that your son takes care of his sister okay how about that you talking to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> since oh, you love no, sister no uh, that song will not get played uh, i'll play two step though yeah, sure. you play the next song for sure, and and I'm sure it's awesome. We can't wait to to hear the the Seville two step because 
I'm, I'm sure it was great. And, and, uh, they've been, they've been freaking crushing two steps this year. So, okay. Nolan, that rounded out the first four show, four shows of the fall tour, but it also rounded out Seville weekend. You know, we had, um, like we said before, several friends that were there. Um, our buddy Chip that, that you've heard from already, he was there. Um, our good friend, Brendan, uh, got a surprise from his wife, Claire, and they got to go up for night two. Um, and so, you know, we're sure that they had just an absurdly good time. I mean, just having something surprise like sprung up on you like that is pretty freaking awesome. So good for Brendan. Um, way to go, Claire. I mean, way to go. And, you know, we're, we're, we're sure that there was a lot of good stuff there. However, uh, you know, both, both parties did, you know, let us know a little bit on the, well, it was not quite what we may have wanted for the weekend or for a particular show. It didn't really seem like Seville Night 2 vibes. The, you know, the crowd was hit or miss on some of it and the flow was weird. It was very almost like random generated set lists. Um, so that's mm. very interesting. It kind of seems like a little bit of a trend on this fall tour, which kind of kind of stinks a little bit after such a great summer um but but what do you make of you know the first four shows or, or the seville weekend as a whole um you know before we we tie this bow on uh on the first four yeah i think uh you know kind of mentioned it earlier but i think it has shades of last year a little bit um but obviously absolute gems like spoon busted stuff cry freedom uh maker into warehouse awesome mm -hmm. um cool guest spot with trombone shorty and john dearth um but i feel like uh i feel like it's missing just a little a little something and i'm kind of i'm just hoping they find it uh for msg because i think uh, I just feel like so far the fall tour does not look like the summer tour. Um, it, it has some flashes of it, but not not quite up to the standard that the summer tour or that they set for the summer tour. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they could do a, a little bit more before, you know, before their last shows in the U.S. for 2023. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think I think that's very fair, and and we'll, you know, have our opinions on both Mohegans and both MSG shows next week. And you know, we I hate saying like I hope they find it and are able to you know get their footing or like whatever for for those mm -hmm. shows. They should be able to do that from the start, you know. But regardless, uh, regardless, there's still some good stuff in there, but I don't feel like it it stands out so far as a tour, like you said it. It doesn't seem like the summer, but also it seems a little bit like, you know, some of those summer tour shows where it's like, mm, there's a lot of like fluff, you know, mm -hmm. that, that may or may not be wanted or, or overly yeah. welcomed at a show. I don't know. It seems like a lot of negative stuff here. I think that we're still, you know, very obviously grateful for a lot of stuff. And we still thought that there was 
you know, goodness in there. Um, but, yeah. you know, eager to see what Mohegan and MSG brings. That's for sure. Mohegan night one going on right now. We're not going to look at that set and say anything about it just for just for now. But we're looking forward to that. And Nolan, as we also look forward uh, to the rest of the fall tour, we're looking forward to you being there in the building uh, for Madison Square Garden night two. The end of the fall tour ends with Mr. Nolan joining the band in the building, but not on, on stage. stage. Oh, <laughs> well, sorry. I, I was yeah, are you are you breaking break. news here? Uh, um, no. Uh, yeah, I'll be <laughs> on uh, Rain Stick. <laughs> Doing your coach impression. I love yeah, it. Shout out, coach. Um, um, yeah, that's my dream. But yeah, I, I want to add one more thing. I feel like I feel like the band. Plays weird shows in Charlottesville. Yeah. It's a thing now. Like, I don't, I don't, for a full weekend, I, I don't think we've been to like an epic full Charlottesville weekend. There have been moments of like, oh my God, like that's incredible. Like, the like 2010 had a few of those moments. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you could, well, We'll have to do at some point at concerts on the corner, Charlottesville, because the best of would be insane. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but like just for full weekends, I feel like they just, you know, they sprinkle in nice stuff. Um, so I don't know. I always kind of feel like they would play like the older hits like in Seville. Like to me, that's just seems like they play stuff from their really their first two albums. Um <laughs> So I don't know. It's just interesting, but uh, it is interesting. I always kind of wonder what the, what the mindset is from Dave, from that perspective. Cause you know, you know, he takes a lot of things into account for the set lists and Mm -hmm. I would love to ask him, you know, Seville specifically, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what do you feel? Uh, You know, sometimes I know you say you feel pressure and sometimes you say you may not give a shit and, um, Mm -hmm. or, or both at the same time. But what what is it there in Charlottesville? You know, you're you're playing to a lot of friends, family, um, mm-hmm. co-workers, so to speak, um, or, or acquaintances from back in the day, all, all of those things. And just what 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 does that bring up for you? So, yeah, I think that that's a great question. Very, very interesting. And yeah, there, there have been a lot of intriguing shows. I mean, you know, what what is the best Charlottesville show, you know, ever? Uh, so far is it that 2016 25th anniversary show that is very mm. much in the argument that's a good one top to bottom you know you've got 2018 yeah. night two you've got you know, you know maybe 2010 night two there's some lulls in there though and you, you mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know i don't know what the answer is but regardless nolan i think that you know they still got a solid weekend i think everyone enjoyed the hell out of it i'm sure uh hopefully oh, yeah. people got this check out you know the pop up with uh, with Sanjay and um, and Aaron Farrington, uh, sponsored by Blenheim. Hopefully, people got out to Blenheim and did other things around town. It's just a fantastic place to be, Nolan. And you know that's probably what we were most jealous of missing was just the you know Seville vibes in and of itself. Maybe even more so than the shows, but you know that's that's how it can be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it looked like everyone who went had a great time in Charlottesville. Um, Shout out to friend of the pod, Max, who was there as well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
you can't not have a good time in Charlottesville. It's impossible. It's illegal to not have a good time. <laughs> um, it's in the bylaws, Thomas Jefferson's bylaws. So, yeah, um, Bruce, I want to add one more thing. Uh, thank you to everyone who has loved our fall tour posters. <laughs> Tremendous yeah. amount of uh, like support and people wanting to buy them. PSA, they are not for sale. Uh, a few fans have very rudely pointed out that we would get sued by the band if we tried to sell them. Uh, not selling them. Just wanted to do something fun. Uh, yeah. Take a little stab at some some designs. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you for everyone who has enjoyed seeing those. And uh, we'll keep them coming. I think it's a fun uh, little little thing to yeah. do on social media. Yeah, just fun graphics. Um, and again, like it's not meant to do any of that. So it's it's all meant for fun and to try to just put other things out there. Sorry if people get any sort of worked up about it. Um, and, you know, obviously we appreciate people complimenting and but please don't also take it as we think that we're poster artists or anything close to that. Um, we obviously love and respect the, the poster artists that do actually do this stuff for a living. Um, yeah. <laughs> like we said, oh, yeah. again, for fun. Okay. Just social media stuff. It's just for fun. And also appreciate you guys having fun with them too. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep them coming and hopefully y'all will continue to like them and people will, you know, some people will get their, you know, underwear out of wads and just go away. But <laughs> regardless <laughs> regardless thank you guys for for all of that okay nolan let's get up out of here um i don't think we have anything else here for the first leg of fall tour we're gonna let the rest of the week play out this week we'll see what these two stops the last stops here in the u.s for dmb this year have for us and we'll we'll obviously uh recap all of that next week so nolan who's in chicago enjoy your time there Hopefully, uh, hopefully the Blue Devils will will pull out a win tomorrow night against Michigan State. That would be mm. Tuesday, I guess, and yes. uh, that'll be cool. That'll be a fun night of basketball. Um, and yeah, safe travels, my man, back home and then back up to New York for MSG night too. Yes, can't wait to report back with the show of the year under my belt. That is going to be what we will be talking about so everyone <laughs> yes. safe travels to the mecca and uh we'll see you next time on the corner of gray street
Osiris. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.